Hi, I'm Cam, holistic health coach, mom to two humans and four pets. Hi, I'm Amelia, laboratory scientist by day and food scientist by night. Welcome to our show. Join us as we share our holistic approach to life after 50. You can expect real life stories with a dash of humor and a ton of truth. If it happens in midlife, we're going to talk about it. So hit that subscribe button and follow along. We're the Midlife Mamas. Amelia, I'm here for you. What's going on? (laughs) Girl, it has been a week and a half, actually two weeks for me. It's been super busy and I have felt swamped and underwater with work and I've got travel coming up. And I have found that as women, we have a hard time asking for help. Totally. I totally agree with this. I identify with this. We are so fast to help other people. But when we ourselves need help, we do not have the courage or whatever to say, hey, could you help me out on this? (laughs) What in the world do you think causes this? Because I think this is almost like across the board, a symptom of being female. I feel like it was a badge of honor. Like when I was teaching school and the kids were little and I was married the first time, I felt like I had to juggle all the balls and it had to be shiny and perfect on the outside. <laughs> and guess who was last? <laughs> when oh. all the, yeah. Mm. I, I totally agree with you. And do you think that somehow as little girls, we see our moms do all this stuff? Or do you think it's tall or is it subconscious? Like, how does that come about? Yeah, it could be cultural. It could be your like your how you were raised. It could be I mean, we both have southern moms. I don't know if that's it. We'd have to ask our northern friends like what's going on? Did they have this problem too? Right, exactly. And sometimes I do wonder if it's generational. My mom when my children were little used to say that my my meaning our generation was the first generation of largely professional women. And at the time her comments were centered around the idea that moms wanted to be their friends friends to their kids, which doesn't serve as parenting well because they felt guilty. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I wonder if it is generational and our mom's generation didn't really work as much as our generation. And so they had to kind of do it all. And then we just kind of assumed we had to do it all. I guess, you know, I'm not really sure. And is it, are we embarrassed to ask for help or, you know, what does it mean? I'm not sure. You don't want to impose on others. I know I've, yeah. I felt like I needed to ask for help, but I didn't want to act, like impose on somebody else, like ask their time. No, <laughs> no I agree with you hundred percent. And I'm the same uh-huh. way because I perceive without actually knowing that mm-hmm. other people are as busy as I am. So how could they help me when they may be struggling as well? Yeah. And I love that you wrote, you don't want to owe others. So on the Enneagram, two is the helper. And um, I know you're a three. I wonder if you're a three with a two wing or a three with a four wing. I'm a one with a two wing. So I'm the helper. Like I love helping other people, but I'm not sure that translates in asking help when I need help. I don't yeah, know. yeah, I don't think it does. And I think I'm a four wing. I don't uh, mind helping and it gives me a great amount of pleasure. And most of the time I feel like I offer it when I see it, but mm-hmm. it, I'm not that person who sacrifices myself for other people unless mm-hmm. it's an acute situation. My husband will do that at the drop of a hat. I cannot tell you the number of times over the course of our marriage where he has dropped everything to help someone else. And then his stuff just didn't get done. Mm hmm. 
And it was okay. That was just what he wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And it drove me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So what happens when we don't ask for help? What are some of the consequences? <laughs> this is a really good question, Cam, because I think it's all bad, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it, it it's very emotional in, the ter- in terms of when I get overwhelmed and feel like I can't ask for others because they're so busy, too. I get really bitter and resentful, and I come the big B word. And, um, <laughs> I, you know, obviously... Obviously, people can see it, but I don't really, I don't want to recognize it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like I get anxious and like busy behind my eyes and like short tempered. That's how it comes out with me when I know I'm doing too much and I need help. That's how it comes out. I just, I'm grumpy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Do you think when we try to do too much and don't ask for help, what we do do is like shortchange? Like if you've got so much going on, do you feel like if you're doing a seminar or have a client call, it gets, it's not as good as it could be because you're so overwhelmed? No, because I will sacrifice mm. myself for other people 100%. Like when I am in work mode or when I'm doing something, I like to start and finish something. I don't like being interrupted. I think that's my midlife brain. It does not like interruptions. It gets really sidetracked. Squirrel, squirrel. Yeah. So when I'm in the when I'm in the zone, I am in the zone. I go from A to B or A to Z. Like I don't want to be interrupted. So, but at the sacrifice of myself. <laughs> that is so interesting because I'm not sure I can say that. When I mm. feel overwhelmed, it's like maybe a portion of my brain, maybe a quarter to a third is wrapped in those anxious thoughts. And so I do think that sometimes um, things suffer when I don't Mm -hmm. ask for help or don't say no for that matter. Honestly, I've found since I'm sleeping better and I've got less anxious thoughts that my mind is free to be creative, which is totally amazing. And I love it, but it isn't something that comes natural. You know, I have to work at it. Oh, interesting. Very good. Yeah. So as far as like, um, if I, I've, if I, I don't feel like I have unhealthy coping skills, I don't like I don't overeat. I don't do that. I just maybe I don't eat. I, I mean, that's how I handle stress. But I feel like it's really hard for me to ask somebody for help when I need something. I've gotten better over the years. I can tell some specific stories if you want to hear them. Um, the I'd first love time, to hear a story. Uh, <laughs> the first time I ever remember hearing, like asking for help, it was 2007. I had right knee surgery, ACL, MCL. I was on crutches for three weeks. It's right leg, so I couldn't drive. I worked on the third floor with no elevator. I was teaching. Kids were little, like all the things. And like you, I had to ask somebody to drive. Like I couldn't drive. Or I remember this specifically in the kitchen, pouring my coffee in the morning, and I wanted to go sit down on the couch and drink my coffee. But have you ever been on crutches and tried to carry something like coffee? No, I never have. Yeah, Yeah, I can't imagine. I just remember being really grumpy, like, I can't even do this by myself. Like, I th- I need to do this by myself. And I learned I had to ask for help. <laughs> that That's a really a good story. And, and mine is a little bit similar, although not quite as acute. When I got my new job and was traveling an hour away to the office three days a week, I just began to not do things that I didn't have time for, mm. namely vacuuming. And I have two large dogs, so we need to <laughs> vacuum. And my husband did it. And I thought... I feel so guilty. So I I didn't tell him thank you at first because I was so embarrassed that I wasn't doing what mm-hmm. I thought was my job. Mm-hmm. And finally, I was like, this is dumb. 
And so I have begun, I've had to really talk to myself and just say, thank you, honey. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And he understands, like he truly does. And he, when I have expressed how guilty I feel, he'll be like, but I don't have to go to an office ever. Like, and that's the truth. Like he works uh-huh. out of our home and creates his own schedule. So finding that balance. And I do find that when we are courageous enough to ask for help, even if we feel guilty or if we're worried, if we're open with the, that person, it usually turns out that they are so wanting to help you because the people that love us see that we're in need and they are just hurting for us when they see mm-hmm. us struggling. I totally, I, and I'm going back to the 2007, like my first physical therapy guy, we li- I lived in Indiana at the time and it was in Kentucky, like 30, 40 minutes away after school. And like, who am I going to ask to do that? And they had families and they had kids and they were trying to do sports and dinner. And I like, just remember going, I can't do this. So I switched to someone closer that was probably less quality, honestly, like looking back, the quality of the physical therapy, but it was because I didn't want to inconvenience anybody. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know. I don't know. How do you, how do you even start to ask for help? What's, do you have any ideas? Well, and that's a really good, good question. And I think, um, starting with small things, like for instance, this morning I went to church and I, I do my laundry at the laundromat because my water is well water. It's really hard. And sometimes it leaves mineral deposits on my white clothes. So just interesting side note, and that's ridiculous to share with our listeners, but <laughs> it's, it's relevant to this story. So I had, I haven't done laundry in like three weeks and I, I know what you're thinking, but believe it or not, I have enough underwear and leggings to last that long. <laughs> I, I've learned how to engineer this, you see. So uh-huh. I have two laundry baskets full and I'm like trying to like get things. And I was like, honey, can you just put those baskets in the car? Cause by this time I'm dressed for church. I got on my heels and I didn't want to like trip down the stairs. So He did. And it was just that small thing, Cam. And normally, you know, I want him to have his morning time to drink his coffee and look at the news and do all those things. But it took like three minutes. So Mm -hmm. just those little tiny asks to get myself comfortable doing it. Because here's the other thing is when I don't ask for help, I just get so bitter. I'm I'm like grumbling as I'm like going down the stairs with the the laundry baskets. And that makes me an angry person. Mm-hmm. But the person in the house with me doesn't know why. <laughs> and when, if I just don't say, oh, honey, can you help me with the basket? It'll be fine. I know. I totally identify with that walking around grumpy and angry. Like I have flashbacks to 2007 because I was like, oh, my gosh. I didn't, I didn't like who I was at the time. I, I don't like feeling like that. It's not healthy. I can only imagine what my cortisol was doing. They're angry. My other story is um, in 2013, I moved. um, That was, I had already purchased a house and I was going to be moving. But in 2013, this was at the end of my first marriage. It became like, I don't know, an emergency situation. Like I had to go now. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. um, I remember two girlfriends in particular came over. They were packing stuff. They were just throwing stuff in boxes. I had the movers come and I was able to move to my new house. In Indiana, let me explain. When you buy a house, they stay in your in your house that you bought and closed on for 30 days before you can wow. move in. And so she was moving to another state. She was a single mom with a daughter and she was moving and she just needed some extra time. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And then uh, like it became obvious that I needed to go there now. <laughs> and so mm. it all worked out. And it, I mean, in some ways she helped me too. She's like, yeah, you, it's totally, I've only got a few things there. It's no big deal. And my girlfriends came and packed boxes, which I don't know if I've 
fully unpacked, honestly, you know, 10 years later. Um, and it was just amazing how I didn't ask them for help. They knew that I needed it and they just rose to the occasion. And I was like, Oh, that's what that feels like (laughs) to to be supported like that. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, this is a sidestep just a second, but I think it speaks to building relationships. Mm. And that's one of the things we continue to talk about in midlife is building relationships. And if you were a person who I won't say distanced yourself, but let relationships, especially girlfriends languish a little bit when your kids were growing up, you know, reconnect with those people, um, especially if they know nourish your soul. I mean, clearly Mm -hmm. we've talked about the need to set boundaries and, and, um, terminate or wean ourselves from people that may not be so helpful. But, um, one of the things on our list for how to ask for help is start with people you trust. And you clearly did trust that part, those women, um, you, you really, relaxed into their loving arms. I mean, honestly, like your whole emotional system, which I think is amazing that they were able to pick you up and carry her during that time. Yeah, it, it was the poop hit the fan. Let me be honest here. And they just rose to the occasion. And I was super grateful and actually saw one of these women last week. And I knew we were recording this episode. And I was like, oh, it's just perfect timing to tell this story. You know, um, there was a time in my life when things were not together and things were really horrible. And um, I'm just really grateful I had a community of women that said, you need help. I'm doing this. I'm just doing it. Like they didn't ask me, you know, some people are like, try to ask or try to help you, but they're asking you what you want them to do. Yeah. yeah. They just did it. They did. Yep. Like I couldn't even see straight and they were just doing it, which was amazing. So yeah, I feel, I feel- I feel like you have to be pretty close to people. Like I've had that happen and I've actually done that for people Mm. specifically like my college roommate when her mom died. It's been a lot of years ago and we went as a group, we traveled as a group to go buy a dress for my friend and she was young. I mean, she was in her twenties. Um, to go buy a dress for the funeral. And we were all waiting to see what she was going to try on. And she didn't come out. Well, we went in there and she was sitting on the floor crying. And so we all went in there, but we, you know, we just kind of rallied. We just did what we needed to do, which was amazing. And so I I think when you're, when you're close to people and establish relationships, it comes natural with those people. And you know, when you need to jump in and help and thank goodness people know when to step in and help you. But for me, Cam, it's been a little, little bit harder professionally because there are times when we need help professionally. And I don't mean like a therapist, I mean, literally in your job. Um, and I've experienced some pretty nasty coworkers. And so, you know, from that perspective, not to put a downer on, on the story of help, but I think that may be part of the, of as women, because we generally are sensitive people, if we've experienced some bad experiences, whether it's coworkers or friends that used when we've asked for help against us in the, you know, at a later day, it makes us a little weary of asking for it. So I don't really know what the, the uh, take home there is other than the fact that eventually karma is a, you know what? So, I mean, <laughs> you know, give and accept help when you can. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to, you don't want to owe others. Like these right. women that helped me back in 13, I, I know I don't owe them. They did it out of kindness and love and understanding that I really was in a situation. And so in wor- the work situation, it may be you do this for me and I do right. that for you. Right. And like, yeah, I could see where that would be uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, another thing I've really noticed in the last, well, I don't know, even as long as 10 or 15 years is pleasantries have kind of fallen by the wayside, especially with electronic communication, Mm. say please and thank you. That's so easy. (laughs) You know, please and thank you. Like it's 
you know, that whole thing about what I learned in kindergarten, everything I need to know I learned in kindergarten. And that's, that's what it is. And I think sometimes when we ask for help, we're so embarrassed, we forget to say please and thank you. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it goes so far and it's free. It doesn't take anything for you to say please and thank you. Yeah, especially and you sincerely mean it, <laughs> you know, that's, right, that's, right. that's important too. Yeah. Um, so we're talking kind of about boundaries as far as like how asking for help is a type of a boundary for yourself, like you're protecting yourself instead right. of putting yourself last on the list. You're like, well, I matter too. Are there resources available, people that can help me? Um, yeah, because really, what's the quote? Um a rising tide rises all ships or something like that. Like, oh, we're in yeah. This, yeah, we're in this together. And it's much more um, enjoyable to have a support team than be a solo trying to hold up the world with your palm. <laughs> you know, no, it, it totally is. And, um, you know, just talking about help, get get the, the phrase getting help, um, mm-hmm. just relating it back to the pr- traditional sense of um, any sort of mental health therapy. I mean, I went to therapy after my dad passed and I think that really, you know, talk about asking for help. That's kind of the ultimate in admitting your vulnerability is Mm -hmm. saying I need professional help. Mm -hmm. And I've talked to several women recently, either themselves or their grown children have said, and it was, it, it felt like they were admitting a deep, dark secret. And I thought, no, this needs to, we need to shine a light on this. We, because Mm -hmm. more, people need to accept the help of a trained professional because it makes a world of difference. I was talking to one of my friends. She um, coaches people in person. She's a personal trainer and she just hired a business coach. And so she went back and forth with me um, via text. She's like, I heard you had one. Do you let me? And like, yeah, because I don't know how to run a business. Of course, Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask for help. If you want to know how to do exercise or nutrition or any of the things that I know about, yeah, I can help you. But if I don't know how to run a business, what am I going to do? I'm going to ask for help. And then also you're kind of, I told her, I'm like, you're modeling, you're asking people to invest in you so you can help them become a fitter, healthier version of themselves. Right? Right. So you're just modeling that for them. So I think it's scary asking for help, especially if you're hiring somebody, whether it be a therapist or a coach or something like the first time you do that. And honestly, Amelia, I'm addicted to coaching. <laughs> like I I've, had, I've had a coach in my life. I don't know, all through my 40s. <laughs> so, and you know, I think it for a little bit when you talk about getting help in that way, for especially whether it's a business coach or a health and fitness coach or a life coach or whatever, it kind of goes back to that self care because mm-hmm. you're spending money or resources or time on yourself, mm-hmm. and there is a percentage of women in midlife who don't think they deserve that, mm-hmm. and so I think it goes back to self-care. Like it's this never ending circle of like self-realization. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love that you're so open because we're not all experts at everything, but there, there's probably an expert out there that can help you in whatever it is. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny. The one thing my mother spent money on, and I, I have to be honest, this may have been more my dad back in the seventies, my mother hired an interior decorator. I've mm-hmm. never done that, Cam. Like, mm-hmm. I just slap some paint on a wall and hang a picture <laughs> and I'm done. But my mother's home, even today, is beautiful. She's mm-hmm. got plantation shutters. She, like, plans all of her fabrics. But when I was little, I thought that was normal. And it's just weird that I'm, you know, I literally, I just thought about this. Like, that mm-hmm. was her, quote, help. Um, mm-hmm. And my mom didn't work outside the home until I was in fifth grade. But whatever it is you need help and whatever is important to you, I think it's important to seek that out and not 
think I'm not worthy of this or I shouldn't spend these resources on my desires. Well, I think it's lovely. So she must really appreciate, I know she gardens and stuff. So she yeah, must yeah, really, yeah. really appreciate um, aesthetic beauty, like being surrounded in beautiful environments. And she was acknowledge that and she didn't put herself last <laughs> she put it you know this is important to me and she you know took care of it I think it's great <laughs> I mean yeah and I see people all the time doing whatever they do to make them happy and I just mm. I applaud that I used to be a little bit like I don't understand why people do spend money on x or whatever but mm-hmm. now I open my thinking so much to understand you do you, sister, yep. and just be so happy for that person that they found joy, whatever mm-hmm. it is. It may mm-hmm. not be the what I find joy in, and that's fine. Yeah. So this is interesting. What happens when we ask and accept for help? What are some of the consequences? And I would say they're positive. <laughs> I would agree with you. And I mean, my experience is once I've broken that bubble or glass ceiling or whatever you want to call it and actually ask for help, it is such an overwhelming sense of relief mm. because I've never asked for help and someone has said no. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the beautiful thing, especially when you're, you know, you're building these relationships. Because honestly, Cam, I think asking for for help is a relationship building experience. Mm-hmm. But that that's the number one thing for me has been overwhelming relief. Yeah. And we can't expect our spouses to read our minds <laughs> and understand Amen. that the trash needs to be taken out along with the recycling. Like you have to, like, sometimes you have to ask, right? <laughs> you can't let them read your mind. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that unburdening my own mind with responsibilities and asking for help has Mm -hmm. enabled me to think more clearly, see my life more clearly. It's helped me be more grateful, not just for the help, but for all of the other positives in my life. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I I do agree. It's a relationship builder to be vulnerable enough and to admit that you can't juggle all the juggles, (laughs) that it's okay to ask for help and then really trust somebody to be part of your team, if you will, your support team. (laughs) You know, it's funny when my kids were really little and I am not the most like my kids are great and well-adjusted people, but I wasn't one of those moms that was super I don't want to say hands on because that makes me makes me sound like I didn't hug them because I certainly did. But (laughs) I just didn't coo and goo goo gaga over my babies. But Patrick, my husband, was a very hands on dad because at the time I worked in healthcare and I worked weekends and, you know, somebody had to take care of these children. And my mother told me something one time that was so profound. And she said because I was complaining and she said, just because he doesn't do it the way you do it doesn't mm. mean it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And he is their parent too. Now he never endangered them like that. Let's be clear. But if, <laughs> if their pants and their shirt didn't match, who really cares? Mm-hmm. And so I'll say that about help too. Sometimes when we ask for help, especially if it's in a, we're in a crisis, if your friends don't put all the dishes exactly where they go, it's okay. If the, if the meal that's brought to you when you break your arm, isn't your favorite, (laughs) it's fine. You know what I mean? Like we've got to Mm. be, it's a, it's humbling as well as relationship building and in a way that I think can be very healthy. Yeah, totally. I I just think we need to go back to the conversation about self-care that we do not want to give to others without giving to ourselves and and asking for help is one way you can show self-care and love and appreciation to yourself. So you're not walking around all angry and grumpy and carrying all the burden on your shoulders because it doesn't need to be that way. We're not meant to be isolated. (laughs) Right. I mean, for millennia, you know, communities 
were very dependent on each other for for lots mm-hmm. of things, you know, early settlers. I mean, you know, and now we've come to believe that we're so, quote, independent and everyone's focused on their own success. And we've lost that sense of community in so many ways, Cam, because, you know, we don't go to the neighbor who has the chicken and we give the beef. We go mm-hmm. to the store and we buy it. So mm-hmm. that sense of really depending on other people, I think has eroded over the last, I don't know, at least 50 years. And I think it's important to get back to that um, so that we recognize our own um, balance, but also value other people. Have you ever like asked a neighbor if you ran out of, of an ingredient? Have you ever <laughs> have you ever done that? I have. I really yeah. have. And it was cool because it was almost nostalgic. It was like something I would see on like, you know, Leave It to Beaver or some uh-huh. other old television show. But I absolutely have. But, you know, most of us in today's world, we live close to a store. So we just jump in the car and go buy mm-hmm. it. Mm hmm. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> it? It really is. And I would just mm-hmm. encourage our listeners to really look at your yourself. And I love what you know what you said about boundaries and self-care because it starts there. And I think all of our friends and loved, loved ones want us to be healthy. And think about, you know, is there anywhere I can get help? Thanks for listening today. You can find us on Instagram at midlife.mamas. For all of our other contact info, check out the show description below, and we will talk to you next week.